You're listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast. To learn more about Northwest, including our gathering time, visit us at nwcbc.org. Today's speaker will be Pastor Stephen Yi. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. That's the last time I'm going to say it this year. Uh, Happy New Year to all of you. Welcome. Welcome to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. I'm so glad to be here with all of you. Uh, What a blessing it is to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus. You know, with the start of the new year, uh, it reminds us and and it gives us this feeling, these feelings, right, of newness and freshness and and, and I want to share with all of you, I, I want to remind you of the history of Northwest. And, and, and we talked about this months ago, but, but I want to remind you that 40 years ago, First Chinese Baptist Chapel started with the graciousness of Apollo Baptist Church that's down the street. They allowed us to meet there in 1983. A group of brothers and sisters, right, who committed themselves to coming out to the Northwest Valley and and being a part of a local church here, not knowing how God would provide or how God would move. Forty years ago, and in 1985, right, we know that Northwest Chinese Baptist Church officially organized here at this location, at this facility And yet as you look, you look back through the years and you think all the way till today, we cannot help but recognize how God has worked in amazing ways. We cannot think about, not help but remember the generations that have come to know Jesus. The generations, the hundreds of people that have come to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to serve Jesus. And to want to make him known. We think about last year, 2023. And no, I never, never get tired about saying, I never get tired of saying how God is doing great things. When I look at 2023, I can say God has done great things. And he continues to do great things. Who would have thought, right, at a 40-year-old Chinese Baptist church, in the Northwest Valley, now it has been made aware that there's thousands of Asians moving to the Northwest Valley. And we are not just an Asian church. We are not just a Chinese church. We are a church that desires to see all the lost come to faith in Jesus Christ. Yet who would have thought, who would have dreamt that God would, would bring people that we share a lot of similarities with to our side of the city. God is doing great things. God is opening our eyes and reminding us of his mission, the great commission, right, to go and to make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching people to obey all that Jesus has commanded. That is our mission. We are a church that is on mission with God here at Northwest. And dear brothers and sisters, I want you to know that I am thankful for you. 
I'm thankful for the love that you have for God. I'm thankful for the love that you share with one another. And I'm thankful for your desire to be obedient to Jesus Christ. And that leads us to this new year, 2024. And as Pastor Michael and I have prayerfully been talking and discussing, our desire is is us to focus on this theme for 2024. And the theme is rise and go. We feel like looking back, God has been working in mighty ways. God, in in the more recent times, has been positioning us and preparing us and equipping us for his plans to continue to accomplish his mission, to continue to live on mission with him, to make disciples of all nations, to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach people to obey Jesus' commands. The mission has not changed. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I am so excited for this year. It has already started. We are already on our way. 2024, I pray that as we look ahead and as we prayerfully pray and ask, as we pray, not prayerfully pray, as we pray, that we would ask God to lead us and guide us, to give us wisdom and to equip us to fulfill his great commission. That we would not just sit and glean and gain, but that we would be willing to rise and to go. To go out with the good news of Jesus Christ. To be willing to surrender our lives. To love God, to love others, to love one another, and to serve people. By the grace and the power of Jesus Christ. Rise and go. That is our theme for 2024. Right? Rise and go. Right? These are actions. This is our prayer. This is my prayer for each one of you, my brothers and sisters, is that together we would rise up and we would go out. Going out doesn't necessarily mean going to a different country. Rising up and going out could be go outside your door, go outside your comfort zone, go outside of that row that you're sitting in or that seat and that cushion that you're so comfortably sitting on. But I pray that we would see all of that this year. That God would lead us to get out of our chairs, that that God would lead us to get out of our houses, our apartments. God would lead us to get outside of our comfort zones and join him on his mission to seek and save the lost. You know, if you look at the outline in your bulletin, the theme, uh, yes, our message, and, and, and I'm going to preach about this all month, our theme, Rise and Go. This is our theme for this year. And the truth for life that I, that I want you to meditate on today is this. As we consider the mission of God, we must understand that accomplishing the mission of God requires us to know and grow in who we are in Jesus. In order to effectively accomplish the mission of God that God has invited us in as his family, as his children, it requires of us to know and grow in who we are in Jesus. Right? It's easy for me to to type out a list to you or to send to text you a list of things to do. That was good timing. But is that the goal? Is that the goal? 
just to do a list of things and to complete it and check it off and complete the task. No. What is God's desire for us? What is the greatest commandment out of all of God's commands? What does he tell us? I know you all remember. You guys are being polite. You don't want to say it before your neighbor says it. The first and greatest commandment is to love God with everything. Does anyone remember the second? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love people. Love the person next to you. You see, and Jesus further explained how to love when he gave that that new command to his disciples before he ascended to heaven. He said, right, this new command I give to you, love one another. Right, they all remembered that. But he said, love one another just as I love you. Love God with everything. Love one another just like Jesus loves you. You see, we need to remember that in order to accomplish the mission of God, we must know and grow in who we are in Jesus Christ. And so, who are we? I want to define that. I want to help clarify that this morning. Who are we? And it's just two truths, two characteristics of who we are in Jesus Christ. And the first one is this. Number one, we are a people that is faithful to Jesus Christ. Now, you might be saying, Pastor Steve, these points are so general. These points are so basic. What is there for me to learn this morning? Why do you, why do you even share these with us today? Well, I agree with you. These, these points are very easy to read. They're very to, easy to understand. But see, the challenge and the encouragement for us this morning in relation to these two truths, these two encouragements, these two points is that you would consider how these are true about you. Are you faithful to Jesus? You see, effective disciples of Jesus, accomplishing the mission of God, must walk faithfully with Jesus Christ. And what does it mean to walk faithfully with Jesus? What does it mean to walk with Jesus? I know that's very abstract. Well, obviously I can't physically walk with Jesus. But walking with Jesus means to live your life in relationship with him. It means to abide in him and grow. To grow to be more like him. To grow as a follower of Jesus. And I want to point you to this. I'm going to point to two main scriptures this morning. And the first one is this. It comes from the book of John chapter 15. And I want to ask you guys to, to rise with me, stand with me, stretch out your arms, no, take a deep breath, don't breathe on the person next to you. But I want to read this passage with you, John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. I'm going to ask that as I read it out loud, you just read it silently, follow along silently. John chapter 15, verse 4 through 5. Jesus says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father God, we praise you. 
You are God Almighty. You created the heavens and the earth. God, you have given us life. And not only that, God, but you gave your one and only son, Jesus, to die on that cross, to rise from the dead so that we could be forgiven of our sins when we put our trust in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for each one of my friends here today. I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. How, God, you adopted us into your family. How, God, you loved us and opened our eyes and opened our hearts to the truth of who you are, to the truth of Jesus. God, it's you who led us to yourself. It's you who saved us. It's you who died for us. It's you who gives us hope and joy and peace. It's you who's given us this new year on this earth to live out the life that you created us to live, to live a life of purpose, to live out your plans. God, thank you for your great love. God, I pray for my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ who may be going through something difficult right now. God, I pray for my father-in-law who's in the hospital. I pray, God, that, that you would remind him of your presence. I pray that you would strengthen him. I pray that you would heal him, God. I pray that you would be with those right now who are struggling with something, some physical ailment, mental, spiritual, emotional. God, remind us of your sovereignty. Remind us of your faithfulness. Remind us, God, that you are with us and that you care. Remind us, God, that this world, this earth is not our home. Remind us, God, that our home and our hope is with you. Our hope is you. Thank you, God, for being so good to us. God, I pray that as we study your word, that you would lead us, God, to consider how we can rise up and go out in the name of Jesus Christ. How we can be faithful to you, God, and be faithful to the church that Jesus died for. God, thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Who are you? Who are you as a disciple of Jesus? And I pray, it's my prayer that number one, first and foremost, that as followers of Jesus, that we would be faithful to Jesus Christ. Because in order to be effective in accomplishing the mission of God, we must, it's a necessity, we must faithfully walk with, abide with Jesus. And that's what he says here in this passage in John chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. Right? Jesus gives us this illustration of a vine that has branches. What does a branch do apart from the vine? Well, those of you that have ever grown anything, I guess those of you that have ever killed a plant, you also know that a branch cannot survive on its own. It needs to be connected. Jesus says no branch can bear fruit by itself. Right? This is Jesus telling us, teaching us, talking to us, and he's commanding us to remain in him. Remain in him. And in other words, it means to abide, right? Jesus is calling us to literally stay on course with him, together with him, to be with him forever and always. And not only that, but he is with us. It's not that we have to, to scratch and claw to try to get closer to him and be with him. Right, we know that by faith, by God's grace through faith in Jesus, that we are united with Christ, that we are born again, we have been given new life. He is with us, and we are with him for the rest of forever by his grace through faith in Jesus. We all know that. 
And so what does it mean then? That It's a reality by grace through faith in Jesus that he is with us. Jesus is with us and we are with him. So imagine that. As Christians, we live life with Jesus. We are to abide in him, to remain in him, right? And then Jesus shares the benefit. That's also kind of a warning of being with him, of being connected with him, or of not being connected with him. But, but Jesus tells us this, that only when we are connected with him as a branches to a vine can we do what? Can we produce fruit? Can we bear fruit? Right? How many of you like to eat fruit? All right, not too many healthy people here. No, many of you, right? Right? We can all relate to this illustration, right? Only when you are connected to Jesus can your life produce fruit. And what, is, what, what kind of fruit are we talking about, right? Is something going to grow out of my neck or my arm? No, we're talking about spiritual fruit. And, and, and just to, to help clarify this and, and to get us thinking about what kind of fruit Jesus planned and prepares us to produce or plans and prepares to produce through our lives, you can look at and write this down, this reference, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25. And I want to just read it to you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Listen to verse 25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Right? We all think about and we praise God and we thank God for saving us and forgiving us of our sins when we put our trust in Him as our Lord and Savior, don't we? We thank God that because our sins are forgiven, that nothing separates us from God any longer, and that if we were to die today, we would be in heaven with God. Right? We thank God for that. How many of you thank God for that? <laughs> Great. But did you also know, and can I remind you, that not only because of your faith in Jesus Christ are you saved from your sins, and yes, you, can have, you have the blessed assurance of going to heaven if you were to die, but did you know that God is with you? Did you know that his Holy Spirit dwells with you? Did you know that that Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit that empowered the disciples to go out and make disciples of all the nations, going to the ends of the earth, proclaiming the good news, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching people to obey all that Jesus commanded? Did you know that same Holy Spirit is in you and me? That's the Holy Spirit of God. And it's the Holy Spirit of God that has planned for each one of us to bear fruit. Not only to bear and grow these characteristics, to, to mold us and make us into these type of people that are molded in the image of Jesus Christ, but also to do the good things that he's prepared for us to do before time even began, before history was ever recorded. God planned for you to do good things that he planned for you to do. But it starts with a relationship with Jesus. Brothers and sisters, 
If you know that God created you, if you know that God planned for you, if you know God planned good things for you to do, if you know God wants to produce fruit in and through your life, are you faithful to Jesus? Are you faithful to Jesus? See, it's God's will for us to grow. It's God's will for you to mature. God doesn't want you to just stay a little baby spiritually. He wants you to grow. And the way that we grow is to feed on his word. Okay, don't eat the paper Bible, right? We open it up and we read it and we study it. We get to know what God is saying. We come to understand what he means. And then as we understand what he's saying, then we apply it to our lives. We figure out what attitudes, God, do do you need to change in me? God, what are some things that I need to start doing? What are some things that I need to stop doing? God, I want to follow you. Jesus, I want to do what you have commanded. Growing to be more like Jesus is impossible without a relationship with him through faith. You see, when we first trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he changes us. He gives us new life. He makes us a new creation. He gives us his Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that equips and empowers us to live out God's will and God's plan for for our lives. And so you can see, dear brother and sister, dear friend, that abiding in Christ, it's vital. It's necessary. It's necessary for our personal lives as disciples And it's necessary for us to be effective as missionaries, as representatives of Jesus. I want to share with you, you know, one of the most heartbreaking things as a follower of Jesus, for me at least, is to see people miss out on living life with Jesus. One of the most heartbreaking things for me as a Christian is to see people miss out on life with Jesus. Let me explain a little bit. You know, I see it over and over. I see it time and time again. And it's not, uh, it's not dependent on age. It's not dependent on your IQ. It's not dependent on intelligence. It's not dependent on your emotional intelligence. I've seen people of all ages, all experience levels, that God has opened their eyes and opened their hearts. God has knocked on the door of their hearts, and people have come to place their faith in Jesus. I've seen these people, the light bulb go off and say, you know, I believe in you, Jesus. I know that I need you to save me. I want to go to heaven. And I know that you're the only one that can forgive me of my sins. I've seen that light bulb go off and I've seen them pray the prayers. God, I'm a sinner. God, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I put my faith in you and I want to follow you all the way to heaven. I've seen people get emotional. I've seen people do all these things. And yet I've seen these very same people never grow to know and love Jesus. Instead of following Jesus, I see them treat Jesus like a lifesaver. Okay? 
like a, like a flotation device that, that who, who's there that you can have right on hand to save you when you've lived your way and you've lived to the la- your last breath and then finally, okay, thank you, Jesus, you're here to save me and take me to heaven. I've witnessed people miss out on, on knowing Jesus as their loving Savior and living with him. They missed out. They, they haven't recognized the very point of existence, the source of fulfillment. They haven't recognized or come to understand the most amazing life. And that life is a life lived loving Jesus and living out his word. You see, and it makes me think, right, am I faithful to Jesus? You know, and I know it's not rocket science and it's not complicated when Jesus teaches us and in God's word. Jesus simply says, follow me. You know, God gives us his word and his promise that says, if you confess Jesus as Lord, you will be saved. Right? If you believe in your heart that, that Jesus is God's son and that he, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so when you think about if you are faithful to Jesus, I'm thinking myself, well, I'm not faithful to Jesus. Jesus isn't my Lord unless I've surrendered to him. Jesus isn't my Lord unless I start to care about what he says over what I have to say. I'm realizing more and more that Jesus isn't the Lord of my life unless I give him first place. See, what, what does this mean for us? Brothers and sisters, we need to understand that who we are determines what we do. Who we are determines what we do. Not good ideas don't determine what, who, what we do. Right? Other people don't determine what we do. Who you are determines what you do. And so how can we grow to be people that are faithful to Jesus? Well, dear friends, I encourage you, number one, lean into, learn from, and live out God's word. Lean into, learn from, and live out God's word. Right? The Bible are God's very words to you and me. Right? Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. You will obey my commands. Well, how can we know what commands are that Jesus gives us? We study his word. Lean into, learn from, and live out God's word. It may require you to to give up something in your schedule. It may require you to carve out some time. It may require you to start off your morning and, and open up that Bible, open up that app, and read a passage, learn it, study it, learn what God is saying, and then think about and ask God, God, how can how should this affect my life today moving forward? Brothers and sisters, if you want to grow to be people that are faithful to Jesus. We need God's word. We need to grow in God's word. Secondly, we need to grow in, in, in praying. We need to pray. We need to be a people of prayer, a people of unceasing prayer. And, and you might be thinking, well, Pastor Steve, we don't have that many prayer meetings here at church. Well, I'm telling you, you don't need a meeting to pray. What you need to do is you need to meet with God. But yes, if we have a prayer meeting, we should show up and we should pray. Pray unceasingly. 
God tells us to pray unceasingly, develop a lifestyle of prayer. Pastor Steve, what do you mean by a lifestyle of prayer? I mean have an ongoing dialogue with God. And I think, Pastor Steve, that's kind of weird. Well, I'll share this secret with you. You don't have to talk out loud when you talk to God. All right, you can talk silently as you're working, as you're studying, as you're going to school. And Pastor Steve, what do you mean? Constant? That means while I'm studying, how can you study and pray? You can focus on what you're studying, but you can also take time to pray. And you can take a break from your studies, and you can say, God, help me to understand what I'm studying, and help me to apply it to my tests, and to my assignment, and to my projects. God, not only help me to do well on my tests and in my class, but God, help me to see the people that are lost around me in my class, and help me to be an example of Jesus, and a witness of Jesus to these people that are lost, and if they were to die today, they would go to hell. God, help me to love the people next to me, because that's your command, and that's what I want to do. I want to be all about loving you and loving people, God. Ask God to help you. And I know, and I know, if it's God's will, if it's God's command for you to do a certain thing, like love him and love other people, if I pray in alignment with those commands, God, help me to love the people at church today. God, help me to love Josh just like you love me. If I pray that, I know that God's going to help me to do that because that's what he wants me to do. I don't have to question that. Oh, God, do you really want me to love Josh today? Well, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> I love you, Joshes. There's multiple Joshes over there. All right? Pray unceasingly. Develop a lifestyle of prayer all the time. And what do we do when we pray? We don't just ask God for stuff, but we adore him. We praise him. We confess our sins to God, knowing that he's forgiven us through the blood of Jesus, through his son who died on the cross and rose from the dead. You are forgiven of your sins. But when we confess our sins in prayer, we know that's for our benefit. Because it's God that helps us to see, you know what, this attitude or this way of living is not in alignment with your commands, with your word. And so, God, thank you for showing that to me. I want to live for you. And it's when we confess that we can be reminded of God's amazing grace and his mercy and his love. And then we can walk in newness of life, in righteousness, doing, turning from the sin and turning to what is right and what is good. We do this all the time. Adore him, confess to him, thank him, thank God. Have gratitude. And if you don't know what you can thank God for, then I encourage you, open up this book and start reading it, start studying it. If you don't know what to thank God for, open your eyes and just look around right now. Actually, close your eyes and take a breath. You did that because God poured out his grace upon you. It's because God is gracious that you are alive today. There's unlimited things to be thankful for. Not only can you adore him and confess to him and thank him, but you can share your requests also. And I just shared one today. Please, brothers and sisters, pray for my father in This past two weeks, both my fathers have been in and out of the hospital. But I thank God that no matter what happens on this earth, it's not the end. 
because they trust Jesus. Pray. Get into God's word. Walk in the spirit. Right? Abide in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That's so abstract, Pastor Steve. Well, it goes along with getting to know what God says, learning what God says. It goes along with recognizing that he is with you. It goes along with talking to him all throughout the day. And not just talking all the time, but taking time to listen. You might, again, Pastor Steve, does God speak to you audibly? I'll just put it out there. No, I've never heard God speak to me audibly. So if, that's, if you've never heard God audibly, you're not weird, and you're, you are still a Christian. If you have heard God audibly, come talk to me afterwards. I'd love to hear what God has shared with you. But whatever he shared with you, make sure it's always in alignment with his word. Not only do we pray, grow in his word, walk in the spirit, but brothers and sisters, as we desire to be faithful to Jesus Christ in 2024, moving forward, I encourage you to share the gospel and make disciples. Think about it intentionally. How, can, how am I going to be used by you, God, to make disciples of Jesus today and every day moving forward? That means we need to pray. That means you need to take the opportunity to actually share the gospel of Jesus to people around you. And you need to pray some more after that because we know that only God is the one that changes hearts. Only God is the one that opens people's spiritual eyes We need to pray. We need to share. We need to pray some more. We need to commit to loving people and walking alongside them, not just throwing the gospel in their face and say, see ya! Have a good life. I shared the good news. I did my part. I don't care about you anymore. Love people. Invite people into the life that you share with Jesus. For some of us, you might, again, be thinking, Pastor Steve, what does that mean? Invite people into the life that I share with Jesus. It simply means invite people into your life. And I'm describing it more in detail because if you are a Christian, that means you have a relationship with Jesus. And so if you invite someone into your life, that means they're going to, to see some examples of Jesus as they spend time with you. And as you intentionally spend time with them, you see how that works. Invite people into the life that you share with Jesus and help people, help other brothers and sisters. If you know of a brother and sister in Christ, someone that's put their faith in Jesus, see, talk to them, get to know them, and try to and pray and ask God, how can I encourage my sister? How can I encourage my brother to grow in his relationship with you, God? How can I encourage my sister in Christ to grow as a faithful follower of Jesus? How can I pray for my brothers and sisters? And lastly, right, how can you be faithful in 2024, a faithful follower of Jesus, faithful to Jesus? Right, it comes back to making disciples. As we're making disciples, we should see and we should support new churches being started all over the city, all over the world, right? And that's one of the things I'm so thankful for as a part of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. We are a church that not, is not only all about the Great Commission and the mission of God, But we live out that commitment through how we pray, through how we serve, and through how we give, and through how we go. Did you know, brothers and sisters, out of all the giving that you give monetarily to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, 
Over 10% of it goes to support missions work. Here, locally, and throughout the world. Now, I will share with you, that is quite a big chunk. And that's not all the ways that we give, but I just want you to know that we at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, we are all about the mission of God and making disciples, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching people God's word to obey God's word and to live it out. And as faithful followers of Jesus, faithful to Jesus Christ, right? these are things that we should be doing. These are things that we should devote our time and our priority to. Right, Loving God, loving people, making Jesus known. And did you know, brothers and sisters, through all of the great things that God has been doing, as we've been, have been meeting more and more people that have been coming through these doors, and as we've been going out and making connections with people, as people have been coming to faith in Jesus Christ, as we've been partnering with other local churches here in the Northwest Valley, did you know that there's going to be a new church being started in the Northwest Valley in Anthem. I'm thankful that we've partnered with Valley Life, Valley Life Church, right? A fellow Southern Baptist church. And they have been praying that God would send a pastor to help lead a new church plant to reach out to the hundreds and thousands of friends that, are, that have moved to the, to the Northwest Valley. And by God's grace, They will be starting a church very soon. God has brought a pastor and his wife to come. One that speaks Chinese. And we are a part of it. We are a part of it. Brothers and sisters, a life lived well is a life lived with purpose. Have you ever thought about that? A life lived well is a life lived with purpose. And I'm not talking about any purpose. Your life is only lived well if you live out what God created you to do. I don't care how many bank accounts you have and how much is in your bank account. I don't care how many degrees you... I mean, I do care. It's important and it's special. And it's a blessing from God. So I don't want to say... I don't want to be harsh. I do care. And I do... I am thankful for those things. But at the end of the day, all those things will fade away. At the end of the day, if I were to leave this earth, my degrees are not going with me wherever I'm going. My money is not going with me. My position and popularity is not going anywhere. But if I have Jesus, then I know that I'm going to be with him for the rest of forever. If I have Jesus, and if I've lived for Jesus, then I know that I've done what my creator has created and called me to do. And in that, I, I, I place great confidence in to know Jesus and to know that he has created me to make him known. And if I devote myself to loving God and loving people and making him known, I can know that I've lived out the purpose for my life. And you can know too. Second thing. We want to be a church that that rises and goes. We want to know who we are as followers of Jesus. We, number one, are faithful to Jesus. And number two, we are faithful to his church. What is the church? The church is the body of Christ. The church 
are you and me, the people, not the building. Yes, we meet in a building and we call it the church and that's okay. But more accurately, right, it's the people. Are you faithful to Jesus' church? I don't want to say the church of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we get that confused. All right. I want you to, we are to be faithful to Jesus' church. Right? Every Christian needs to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Right? In knowing who we are. Who God created us to be. And, and discipleship. Sometimes that term is confusing. It means simply growing to be more like Jesus. And optimal growth, maximum growth happens in the context and not, it does not happen outside of being a part of a local church. Discipleship happens most effectively in the context of community. That means being a part of a group. That means being a part of a family. It means being connected to a family. Right? Just like we are connected to Jesus. The body of Christ, the family of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, discipling, ex- examining one another, mentoring one another, coaching, affirming, encouraging, loving, serving each other, living alongside each other, fulfilling the great commission, living out the commands of Jesus, bringing glory and honor to our great God. This is the life that God has given you to live to the fullest with other brothers and sisters in Christ. I know there's people here today that might feel lonely. I know there may be someone here that feels like nobody cares about you or that you are not loved. But I want you to know that those thoughts are all lies. I know who loves you. And I'm not going to stand here and say, Pastor Steve loves you. I mean, I do and I want to. But I want you to know beyond anything that anyone would say to you, I want you to know that God loves you. Jesus died for you. He planned for you before you were even conceived in your mother's womb. I share with you Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. And it says this, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Right? Our hope is, is in Jesus Christ. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. What is the encouragement here? Let us consider, let us hold on to the good news. Let us hold on to the promises of Jesus. Let us hold on to Jesus for he is faithful. Our salvation is secure by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. We are no longer dead in our sin and horrid, wretched sinners, but in Jesus Christ now we are forgiven. We are saints. But we're still imperfect. Let's consider how to spur one another on toward love and good deeds, right? Doesn't that align with the greatest commandment and the, great, the second greatest commandment, right? Let us spur each other on. That means encourage each other, push each other to do toward love and good deeds, doing the good things that God has prepared for you to do. And don't stop meeting together. As some people have been in the habit of doing. 
but encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Think about this, right? God's will for us is to grow. Part of the blessing of the church and being a part of a church, a local body of Christ, is that we help each other grow. That God has planned for us to get involved in the lives of each other. Now I know for some of us that might rub us to the core. Like what? You're saying I have to let somebody else into my life? I've done everything I can to keep people out of my life. Oh, brother and sister, I would encourage you and just share this with you. If that has been your struggle, that you've spent your whole life trying to push people out, I want to encourage you to try something different. Because from everything that I read and study about God and how he created me, I believe and I know that he created me to live life with you. And if I am not living life with you, I am missing out on one of the greatest blessings that God has ever given. It's all about relationships, isn't it? Because why did Jesus die? You might say, oh, Pastor Steve, he died because I had sin. That was going to send me to hell. No, Jesus died because your sin separated you from God, your Father. Jesus died so that your relationship with God could be reconciled and restored. It's always been about relationships. You see, and I'm learning what it means to forgive. I'm learning, brothers and sisters, what it means to apologize. I'm still learning what it means to bear with other people, to encourage other people, to even be willing to pick people up or to correct somebody or to listen to somebody or to care about somebody or to live life with people that God has blessed me with as a member of this local body here at Northwest Chinese. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know I thank God for you. And we cannot accomplish the mission of God that God created us to join him in if we are not together. If we are not connected. And don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying you have to be a part of Northwest or else. No. Get connected with a local Bible-believing and teaching body of Christ. If not at Northwest, then somewhere else. I'm not talking about putting your name on a directory I'm talking about being committed. I'm talking about loving people faithfully. I'm talking about faithfully loving God and loving people that God has put into your life. And how do we live this out? What should this look like? Again, remember, who we are determines what we do. Are you a follower of Jesus? We are followers of Jesus. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so his glory should motivate our mission. His word should direct our steps. His glory should be seen in everything that we do. And what does that mean? It means that in whatever we do and whatever we say, it should point to the greatness of God. What we do should look like his word, like his commands, and the lives that we live should be examples of Jesus and point others to, the, to Jesus Christ. So brothers and sisters, are you growing to love God? Are you growing to love other people? Are you growing with a love for those that are lost? Are you growing with a desire to rise up and to go out and make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching people to obey everything that Jesus has commanded? I want to end with this 
story. The worship team can come up. Uh, all right, I want to be honest with you here. I used to know a church member. All right, that's not a good start, right? Anytime I start with that. I used to know a church member who would serve faithfully as long as it suited his preferences and comfort level. And as soon as things did not go the way he wanted, he would throw his hands up and quit. Not only that, but then this person would proceed to tell everyone what was wrong with everything and everyone else. There would be no loving dialogue. There would be no reconciliation. There would be no priority on the relationship. There would be no patience. There would be no desire to work together for the glory of God. It was my way or the highway. And that guy was completely messed up. Whoa, Pastor Steve, how can you talk about a church member that way? Well, I can share it with you because that was me. That was me. But by God's grace... And by God's mercy and by the power of His Holy Spirit, I'm hopeful that God is changing me from the inside out. I believe He's sanctifying me. I believe that He's changing me, He's changing my heart to be more like His. And I thank God for you, my loving brothers and sisters, who would graciously and patiently walk with me who would love me and pray for me and point me to Jesus and so now not only do I know what it means to be selfish and prideful I also know what it means to live a life surrendering to Jesus depending on him for everything I know what it means. I'm learning what it means uh, that it's a wonderful blessing to be a part of the family of God. The family of God here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. I'm learning of how God created me to love Him and to love other people. I'm learning that love means willingly sacrificing for the benefit of others. I'm, will, I'm learning that love means sacrifice. That serving Jesus requires suffering and sacrifice. I'm learning be more like Jesus brothers and sisters are you faithful to Jesus are you faithful to the church that Jesus died for where can you start right here number one if you never put your trust in Jesus as your Lord I encourage you today surrender your life to Jesus choose to follow him all the way to heaven don't just use Jesus as a flotation device to keep you out of hell surrender to Jesus as your Lord today you may not know everything that he says and that's okay I don't know everything that Jesus says either but you know that you need him and you know that you want to follow him because you know that he's good if that's you today brother friend, 
trust Jesus right now. There may be some of you brothers and sisters that have been waiting to get baptized. I encourage you, there is no time to wait. Baptism is simply an act of obedience to Jesus. It's not reaching a certain level. It's not waiting until the circumstances are ideal for you. Following Jesus means getting baptized. Following his example. Secondly, maybe you've never joined. You haven't joined a church. Well, if that's you, brother, sister, dear friend, I encourage you to join Northwest. If you don't know what that means, come and talk to me after this sermon. And I would love to help you to take that next step or to share with you more information about what that actually means. Thirdly, on January 21st, Sunday at 12.30 p.m., we have a members meeting. And that means if you are a member of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, that means that meeting is a responsibility of you to attend. It's not for old people like me. It's not for young people like all of you. It's for all of us. January 21st. We used to call it a business meeting, and we still call it that. But I want you to know what it means. It means that if you are a member, then you should be there. Fourth, we have a co-worker workshop. And what is a co-worker workshop? It means that anyone who is interested or currently involved in the mission of God, serving in any part of a ministry at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, you need to come on January 27th from 8 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. as we come together to grow together, to, admi- to encourage one another and spur each other on and pray together and seek God together and grow together glorify God together. What's your next step, dear friend? Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we praise you, and I thank you so much, God, for your love, your grace, and your faithfulness. God, I pray, God, that you would help us to grow, to be a people that are faithful to you and faithful to your church. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing this song. And if it's your, if God is leading you to take any one of those four steps, I encourage you to come and to take this opportunity as we sing this song to pray. If you put your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, come and share with me as we sing this song. I, I want to pray with you. And I want to encourage you in that next step. If it's your desire to, to join one of those two things, the point three or point four, you can keep that slide up there for a second. Then I encourage you as we sing, come and pray. Ask God, God, help me to hear what and to do what it is that you're calling me to do. But as we sing this song, if you have been led by God to take a next step, would you just come and share with me as we sing? Or come and pray as we sing. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast. To listen to the other sermons and watch our live gatherings, visit us online at nwcbc.org. We look forward to see the difference God will make in your life. Thank you for listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcasts.